sex. More sex. <laughs> like, why do I say that? I don't know. That's just how we're starting Sarah's episode. Orgasm. Pleasure. Oh, oh, I got a good one. Uh, fuck. What's it called? Vulva. <gasps> yeah. Right? That was a good one. Wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Can Clitoris. you tell we're talking about this episode? <laughs> <laughs> Food. Just kidding. Can you get demonetized on podcasts? Ooh, I don't know. But it's not like we've made... Let's find so out. We're good. Yeah, exactly. Shh, don't tell the people, Meadow. Okay, sorry. We're super rich and famous, though. <laughs> so you know. <laughs> Let us introduce you to one mm-hmm. of my high school besties, Sarah Motherfucking Shakui. Should I do it? Take Should it I intro? Okay, you do, so you intro it. This is she's. I mean, look, I have the fucking pleasure of knowing Sarah because of Meadow, and ever since this woman has come into my life. I have I feel so fucking blessed. I've always I've told mm-hmm. Sarah since the moment I met her, Sarah feels like family. She feels like home. She's she just feels the most safe. yeah, absolutely. And Biggest I trust family her energy with my fucking life. And mm-hmm. I've known her for under mm-hmm. a year. This woman mm-hmm. is so smart. She's so intelligent. She's so kind and generous with her time and her energy. And I'm Name so someone grateful. more supportive. Who's like no. a so she's everyone's advocate and cheerleader. And I'm so grateful to Meadow for introducing us. Yeah. But Meadow, take it away. Who is Sarah Shakui? Sarah Shakui, wait, did she give you an actual bio or should I just run it? Just run it. Okay, cool. Sarah Shakui is one of my best friends. I've known her since high school. We drifted apart for a little bit and came back together in one of those fabulous, you sit down for coffee and it turned into an eight hour long date that ended with us in her car in the mall being like, we can't go home. We're not done talking. She, those days are so special. We obviously unpack everything, but she is the most badass CEO woman BIPOC woman business she owns Beware which is a bamboo underwear company that champions sexual wellness so she obviously gets into her story but she has gone through you know many trials and tribulations in the sexual realm as all of us had and it led her to identifying like going through her fucking underwear drawer every day and being like what is going on why can't I find anything that works turned it into this like beautiful successful business that's so mission driven so intentional so cool so like there's so much I think the thing about her is like she really was able to craft a brand that has so much emotion behind it like Mm -hmm. we can't like none of us talk about beware without like feeling yeah we feel you know what I mean because it's a you said it best it's it's did you say intention driven is that what you yeah yeah that's it's what it is it really there's so much she's behind it like it's it's her yeah. story behind it and it's so you said mission driven like it, it really oh, is right. yeah. it's so rooted in someone's personal experience that unfortunately is not fortunately and unfortunately mm-hmm. is not just the experience of one human being and an experience that so many people go through and she used that to light a fire under her ass to start this incredible company that now is taking on its a life of its own but is still rooted in Sarah's story and it's so rooted in sexual wellness and sexual education and liberation and just feeling fucking comfortable talking about sex and talking about your body so this conversation we talk about Sarah's story we talk about why she started beware and then we get into the whole just fucking narrative of sex 
And yeah. I feel like I blacked out because there was definitely a time where we were talking about policy that I, that's when I think. Yeah, we talked about policy. We talked about. Bit. Yeah, we talked about slut shaming. We talked about pity fucking. We talked about like we we the whole point of Sarah is like we need to be having these conversations that no one else is willing to have because what less than 50 percent of our states require your sexual education to be based on fact or Wait, science. Like way less than 50 percent. Right. I could be super wrong. I don't know. We should probably fact check ourselves before we speak, but we don't. That's why we call this thoughts may vary. So we could be wrong when we wanted to. (laughs) You know who's not wrong? It's Sarah. (laughs) Yeah. I think she, I actually think she says it. actually called that for like legal purposes. (laughs) (laughs) So we can never be sued. Helps me with all my problems. She's the fucking best. This episode is, again, I've said it 700 times. I'll say it again. It's so So special. special. You can hear the love we have for each other. Like we're... This episode's fucking good. I'm excited for you guys to hear it. I'm excited it's this out. Episode's Thank you guys for good. listening. I'm excited for you guys to get to know Sarah and Beware. And if you don't know, place a goddamn oh, order. Yeah. I'm telling you. We'll put, you. We'll put um, her website and all of her links, links and stuff in the show notes. Make sure you check out Beware. Make sure you check out Sarah and everything good that she's bringing into this world. You know how you know it's good? Because, you know, Mahal's doing this thing recently where she'll, all she wants to do is chew our clothes and specifically underwear, I will literally watch her pick up like an old underwear and then go and, show, and find oh, a beaver and that take photo it and then chew on it. Did you? Yeah, it's she seeks out specifically beware to Mahal's chew, which a I'm fancy like, bitch. I only have the other underwear for like backup emergencies. Could no, you please Mahal's just a chew fancy that? Bitch that knows what she wants. <laughs> literally. Oh, also, whatever. make sure you like brand. rate and review. Thank you so much, whatever. Sarah. Oh yeah, We're trying to get to like make ourselves say that at the end of our at the beginning of our episodes. Only if you want to. Only if you feel it feels like your truth. If you don't have something nice to say, yeah, don't say so it at much all. Much nicer than me. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I love you. I love you, Sarah. Thank you guys for listening. Love you. Thanks, Sarah. Guys, I feel like really not like cool without the mic and shit. Like, can you still hear me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're super unprofessional. Way to show up to this unprepared. Dude. I was like thinking about it. I was like, maybe if I like get to a point where I'm like really doing interviews, I'll like invest in a in a mic. But I'm not there yet. You, so. Maybe you'll like this enough. You'll start a podcast. Wait, you guys are fucking <gasps> quiet for me, Gabby. Now it's the switch. Fuck, Meadow and I have technical difficulties every time we record. <laughs> um, That's funny. Damn it. We're all in black. We're all yeah, we have our drinks. Huge we had vibe. to wear black because Sarah was. I know because I'm coming on. You yeah. Know? Come on. So That's true. Mood. Have you been listening really to the Harry Potter ASMR ambiance that I sent you this morning all day? Because I have. Uh, I've been in meetings really all day, but I've been waiting until I get to like end that. And I think you guys are my last one. So then I'm going to like, put gonna, it on. I'm going to need you cry. to explain what the fuck that means, Meadow. <laughs> no, I can't. I, I can't because I'm way too embarrassed about it. I don't want to talk to you about it. It's me and Sarah. Uh, let me let me tell you about it. Okay. okay so. Yeah. Meadow being like that YouTube bitch who like knows everything. I didn't even know this was a thing. But on YouTube, you can search up like, you know what ASMR is, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so it's like Harry Potter ASMR and you can put in like the Gryffindor common room or the Great Hall or the library and it will give like an ambiance sound to that space. 
and you can like it's put it on so in the background cool. or, like whenever whenever i go over romero's place she'll like put on the library and it'll just be like a crackling fire and then just oh like, it's just like, like a sound by. yeah it's just a sound it's just like sets sometimes the they no. have music sometimes they don't and then it'll be like flipping paper it'll like make you feel like yeah. you're in a library studying like it it, it like sets Fair yeah no. it sets a vibe Okay, I don't hate cool, that. I, I I thought it was like role play when you immediately said that. And I was like, oh, I can't no. handle that. Oh, and like yeah, she sent no. me one this morning that was like a Christmas Harry Potter one. So I'm like really excited to dive into Ooh. that. Harry mm. Potter is Sarah and I's childhood. Also, this is not on the agenda. So sorry to derail us already. But I do want to talk about how we met Sarah, except for I don't even remember. I just know it was high school. Do you know how we met? Do we not know? we don't like you and i don't know really how we met we just like you know in high school when you just know people like you're mm-hmm. like oh like that girl you were always that like girl. meadow and then yeah. meadow and alec meadow and alec and then yeah. i was like oh meadow and alec you know and then and then that's meadow when i got boyfriend. close to becky uh-huh. um that's just how we got like hella close too and then we like said fuck the bus and like went to disneyland <laughs> in your car <laughs> and then like really that's bonded and i was like <laughs> and then during grad night we like slept together we like oh, tried to like get away from everyone yeah. we'll post our yeah. grad photo so if it's not abundantly clear to everyone listening already this is the sarah that we reference in every other episode we've ever had this is my oh, best God. friend from high school we literally did the episode we filmed yesterday we talked we talk about you like at least every other episode i feel like at least by reference that's really sweet thanks guys um <laughs> can you guys hear me because i just switched my internet oh yeah, you've been you. great yeah. Oh, okay, great. Because I, I, I froze for like a hot second, couldn't see you guys and couldn't hear anything, but I'm back. Oh, My... you were fine for us, so. Okay. Okay. See, always um, are like, you well, eating? Rough 10. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I know there's always 10 minutes of this. <laughs> I, okay, so here's the truth. I literally, right before this happened, I was just wallowing in my own self-pity because my stomach is hurt all day and I was just thinking mm. about it. And then Mahal throws up. And I was like, I'm wallowing in my own stomach issue pity and then she throws up and now it's kind of freaking me out so then i made myself a snack of apples because then i weirded myself out and now she's screaming at me i mean we've always said mahal's gonna be the one to tell you you're pregnant (gasps) (laughs) i wish i was but i know i'm not because i literally just had my period i'm about to get my period sarah where are you in your cycle i just finished mine and it's so funny that you asked me this because i was literally reading the like the cycle like and what that means to michael last night i was like so i'm in my follicular cycle right now and that (laughs) means that i'm in a really creative phase and i'm like down to speak to people so it's great that i'm doing the podcast tomorrow because i'm really open to new things and blah 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 and he's like fascinating and i was like i know (laughs) so (laughs) michael michael michael's um (laughs) michael sarah's boyfriend for people listening and we're in love with him we love him so much mom and dad yeah okay okay uh, Sarah, we start all of our episodes by talking about what we're unpacking this week. Oh wow! Okay. And okay. Meadow, Meadow, and Did I, I a little not behind. You about that one? Sorry. Uh, no, I think I just kind of anticipated it based on previous episodes. Um, uh, she listens. She listens. So she's a supportive she friend. You know, I'm like, there it's with okay. You guys. We can go first, and it can give you time to chew. And also, cool. Meadow and I, like, a little behind-the-scenes moment for the listeners. We're recording, like, three to four episodes this week. So we're, like, wow. thinking of a lot of things that we're unpacking. So. Yeah. Because it's right before Christmas, you know. I want to, like, take a little break. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. do you? Who wants to go first? Meadow? Me? What do you want to Sure, do? I will. Because I thought of one. Because I, admittedly, 
called Gabby and I talked an hour ago and I was like, we literally just did an episode yesterday. I'm kind of unpacking the same thing. And so it, it took me a while to think on it, but I'm not. I'm unpacking something different and it's true. Uh, not like I lie, but you know what I mean? Like I had to like really sit there and think <laughs> Everything about Everything we're unpacking is false. Like, not that I'm lying all the time. Um, I'm just working a lot. I'm more, my work-life balance scale is absolutely tilted in the direction that I do not favor. And mm. I feel like it's just a phase of my life and it's not bad. And I honestly like really like the work that I'm doing. I'm into all the different projects that I'm doing and it's fun. So it, I have that and I've been working too much or on this side of the balance scale without liking what I'm doing and that's worse. So I'm grateful, but I'm also like, ooh, I'm going to have to... Uh, be a lot more intentional and a lot more present like every single hour just because I'm working so much like I really need mm. every break to be very intentional not just like fucking doom scrolling because I'm half doing it for work half doing it for fun and then I'm just distracted the whole you know what I mean like I'm just totally. I'm, I'm getting zoned out way too much and I would like to come back to a little bit more presence even when I know my balance is going to be off for a couple more months you are working a fuckload you are i mean i've never i mean i've literally never talked to you less in my entire life and i know it's because you're working so much and i feel really full knowing that it's something that you enjoy doing right we can't say that for all the other things in the past so that makes me that makes me happy to hear that um and you'll find the balance you know miss you guys like i feel like i don't (laughs) you know like we had to schedule this for me to be able to catch up with sarah before she comes home for the holidays you know like i know it's also like you and i lately friends right now it's like we talk but it's like we talk a lot of work stuff Mm -hmm. you are working a lot i don't i i don't have the literal hours in the day to like talk to friends because i'm just constantly working and then i'm like so burnt out i sleep Remember, I told Gabby, even this past weekend, this weekend was the first time I didn't have to, like, work right away on a specific timeline in a long time. And I slept for 14 hours, like, two days in a row. Your body fucking needs it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm in that. And there's no, it's, I think the end in sight is, like, in a couple months. Mm Because that's when some stuff gets cleared up and wrapped up, it's seemingly. But, like, I don't know. Just trying to stay present in the meanwhile and still make the most of it in the meanwhile. I feel like the idea of balance is a fairy tale that doesn't exist do you know what i mean like yes it it sways the scale sways back and forth between like work and play and whatever and i know we've talked on here a lot about like that concept of work and play but i just i I just i I don't think there's no center point i don't think there's no there's no center point like there i feel like it just continues to sway back and forth and like you just lean into what you need to lean into like we're not as humans we're not like meant to be stretched equally Mm. in every direction all the time Mm. You know mm-hmm. what the fucking center point is? Not to go off on a tangent, but I sent this video to Sarah yesterday and I was just on the phone with Maddie talking about it. So now I have to bring it up again. Absolutely. The center point is fucking Bonnie Wright, which is Ginny from Harry Potter, just living her best life off that Harry Potter money in some like gorgeous <laughs> house in L.A., just like with her Swiss chard, like making a YouTube channel about living present and going to the beach and picking up five pieces of trash to contribute to living a sustainable life i was like i would be in a flow state all the fucking time if i had the money to live like that too bitch damn so that's why i'm working this hard i'm trying to get the money so i can like reach that balance i guess i don't know fuck i mean that this brings me to what i'm unpacking because you bring up the thing of money and you bring up like the idea of just this this girl is like working i mean she's she's just living in a constant state of flow so last night i had like a mini meltdown about money and i couldn't go to sleep 
I just couldn't go to sleep. I was like thinking about my, I like checked my bank account before I went to bed, which was dumb. And then I was like checking when my, my statement is like closing and when it's due. And I was just, I had all these things coming in. Sarah and I are like rookie mistake. (laughs) I know. know. And then I'm thinking about like, also like for people listening that don't know, like my mainstream of income, like I write for magazines and websites and like I work on a 30 day invoice like schedule so mm-hmm. i don't they have yeah like days to pay you exactly so i'm After planning you're done with a completed project right right Even i'm like, planning like months in advance and months is that out. something that you've put together sorry to interrupt you but is that something that you've decided for yourself um like, like as a freelancer or is that like it's just on... kind of standard it's just kind okay. of standard i know that some places that i write for like um for example, Birdie, the company that they have, they sort of let me put my invoice in before I turn it in just because of like the relationship I have with them. But yeah, they sure. also just have like a pay cycle. And so most of the okay. places that I write for have that. They just have like a pay cycle. Same with Connie Nass. Like they just, it's a pay cycle. So they technically, they do not have more than 30 days to pay me. But it's mm-hmm. like whenever I turn in my invoice, mm-hmm. then it like falls somewhere on their cycle. On their cycle. Whether well, it's like the first or the 15th with- or whatever. Yeah. With Beware, what would you do with contractors? I'm like on it. I, I, if, because I don't have pay cycles. So like for me, it's like, once I get the invoice, I will pay you immediately. And that's just how I am as like, you know, with my contractors, just because I know if I let, if I look at the invoice and say, I'll get it to it later, I will never get to it. So it's very much in like when I, whenever a project's over, I will always say to the person, like, send me the invoice immediately because I just know like we're riding this high of like receiving the work and everything. Let me just cap it off and finish it so I can move on to the next thing. Just, it's better for my brain space. That's just how I work with shit. Yeah. Because also you're like energetically, like, like exactly the way that you just said that. And that's the shit that I've been thinking about is like energetically you, you were riding that high and you're on that wave and you guys are flowing at the mm-hmm. same like flow state. And that's what I was. So I fell asleep, like really anxious about money. And I woke up and I was looking on Instagram and there's this girl that I follow. Her name's um, Bria Jones. I think Jones is her last name. And she like posted on her story a video, a YouTube video that she had posted about abundance and about that mentality and how it impacts money and I watched it and what I liked about it because I've heard so many people talk about abundance and I try and you know live my life thinking that way um but what I liked about it is that she wasn't like I'm not sitting here telling you to just like not work and like spend money that you don't have because you want to be rich like that's just not realistic I'm not telling you to just sit here and manifest and do nothing else but just shifting your mentality because everything is energy in the past by people in our lives all three of us um yes we yeah. have i just want you know i wanted to i, I know who you're talking about pointedly yeah yeah uh noted <laughs> and um but anyway Keep i'm going. just trying to get a better mentality around uh money because wait um, how do you find this girl though because i don't know this i don't know i don't cool. know i really don't, i couldn't tell you she just I, I don't know i've been following her on instagram for a couple of months and um she just like posted it on her story i didn't even know she had a youtube and yeah i really enjoyed the video and it just made me i woke up like watched it and then i like made a list of positive thoughts well i made a list of like all the negative thoughts that i have around money and then i made a list of all the positive thoughts yeah Yeah. and like the the whole theory behind this like theory of abundance too and like attracting it is you're not only um 
you're not only just stating what you want, but you you state it in a way of how it makes you feel when you already have it. Yes. That way it's mm-hmm. like you're practicing that it's already present. present. It's already here. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I just I go through moments where I really, really doubt financially what's happening in my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I know that in my head, I'm like, I've seen myself at a certain point at an early age my whole life. And then I'm like, okay, great. I still believe that I'm going to get there, but how am I going to get there? Because the industry that I'm in, at least in the one that's like making me the most amount of money right now is not set up for like financial success. So it's just, I don't know. That's what I've been thinking about. Oh, I have these existential crises all the time. Every anyway, day. That's the like, choir. Yeah. Mine is very much existentially as well. I did want to say something regarding what you just said, Gabby. Mm-hmm. And this is going to be like my little... This is probably the most like woo-woo sex thing I'll I'll say maybe Ooh, don't quote me on that. It. Please get but, with us. Um, the best advice I ever got from like a coach that I had in my life, who I still work with, she's kind of like my therapist coach. She said to me, she's like, you know, when you're manifesting and it's the best time to do it, like right in that slip, right before you fall uh, asleep for bed, because it's when you're dialing into your subconscious is just like really don't imagine like don't say like this is what i want imagine the feeling just the feeling of having it already Mm. and what that feels like what that like looks like what it tastes like all the things and then like just right before you go to bed every single night i Mm -hmm. wish i was doing it more often but i think like this is right and then i was fine and again tiktok like i'm probably oh yeah yeah, yeah. is that i was watching this tiktok and you guys know i don't know if you're really heavy into meditation i know meadow you and i have spoken about meditation i'm not sure where you're at with that gabby but when you're meditating and like like, meditating there's like this state that you're trying to get to right Right. like just this state of pure consciousness and it feels like really ethereal and all the things i was watching this tiktok that says the fastest way to get to that state of consciousness is through an orgasm because your body just releases like all its endorphins all of those things and you are the most present that you will ever be if it's not through meditation it will be through orgasm so i was watching this tiktok and this girl was like that's the time to manifest and like feel everything like at that time i don't know if i recommend like doing it with your partner maybe you guys can do it together but like on your own like all the wait things, this is like, like there's like there's like sex i've read about this where it's like um it's like sex wishing Wait, Sarah, I did something that like last that last night. Did you? Were you like, we're like, <laughs> when you're having I'm sex. Sorry, have- wait, yeah, alone or with, with Aaron? Alone, Aaron fell asleep on the couch and I was horny and I I got a new <laughs> sex toy and I did it. And then afterwards I sat there and I thought, you know what? I'm going to manifest. I th- Sarah and I have talked about it before. I was like, I'm totally going to do that. I sat there and I meditated and I manifest. Literally no, did that there's, last I, night. I know. I don't think it's called sex wishing. I don't think that's what it's actually called. But I've read about this where it's like you and your partner are like you you manifest together and like when you're both like at that point of orgasm is like when you're like you like wish it into fucking existence oh my god it's, it's totally really powerful with that. two people <laughs> it's like the same thing when you're like they say manifest like with your partner or with someone else it becomes yeah. even more powerful same thing um I'm, i've yet to like invite it into the bedroom i've like told michael about it like quite a bit but i, I don't we've actually haven't like done it together which i'm really like i, I, like I want to would do be but i think so down yeah i told right? my ex like, about I this like, <laughs> like michael's so down he'd be I like yes do? babe let's do it and then let's write for hours <laughs> i'm gonna write a new script right after and then he's gonna oh get paid God. four thousand dollars an hour and we're all gonna go to cons together because he's a fucking genius yeah oh my god yeah i wish and i'm gonna say it was all me yeah, exactly. yeah. It, was, it was sarah's vagina 
that got Michael <laughs> the awards. <laughs> I gave Sarah a vagina necklace for her birthday this year, and then she I found did. I found a shirt on the internet. Sarah, I'm not giving it to you. I'm keeping it because the quality was whatever. <laughs> I found a shirt on the internet, and I texted Sarah, and I said, Sarah, if I only continue to give you sex-related gifts, is this going to get really old? And she was like, I mean, never, but like not everything. All the time. One, you know? <laughs> I was like, okay. I, I got this shirt from the internet, and it was like, it's cute, but I'm like, I'm wearing it for a bit. Be- it's not, it's not like what I thought I was getting you, you know? But sure, sure. I, what I, was I, it? I won't only, oh, I'll show you. I'll get up and show you. It's a shirt that says. Wait, Sarah, uh, what are you unpacking? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> bringing us back. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, stop the tangents. We're having agenda. Because there's so much that I want to talk to you about. And I know this episode's totally. already going to be so long. So I just. No, <laughs> sorry. I'm like using it as a phone call with Sarah. <laughs> right. I know I know it's okay um I guess in all honesty I'll I'll just get real and raw with you guys because it's like two of my favorite people in the world so it doesn't really make sense to not but um this morning I had a like a session with my coach and we were just talking like I've been going through quite a bit of like an existential thing internally about like my my worth within my company and like my I guess just like my ability to do the thing Mm. feeling really low and just in like that low vibration. And I think holiday season, like being just really in the thick of selling things. Mm -hmm. Um, And Meadow, you and I have talked about this before. Like when I get into the energy of I have to sell, it never serves me well. And I think like in this session, she kept asking me, she's like, is there something else going on? Like I feel, and I was I was bawling the whole time so much so that after it was over, I almost was going to text you guys like saying like, I, I don't know if you. I can make it today because hey. I was so, I mean, it was just like, it was a lot. But, was but I thought to myself, release? well, yeah. So what ended up happening was she, so I was crying and she's like, is there anything going on in like personal? And I was like, no, I'm like the happiest I've ever been in my personal life. And I mean, we were kind of unpacking and, um, and Meadow, you're going to fucking love this. But she, like, I started talking about things and she was like, oh my God, it's because you are so consumed with selling and just the bamboo underwear part of your business that, and you have just been so far removed from like the reason that you started this thing. And you've just, it's, it's like, you can't see clear anymore at all. And it's making you in this really, really low, low vibration, like low head space. Like you are crying all the time because it's a physical reaction of how you're mm-hmm. feeling. And I just like, I just lost it. I was like, oh my God. Like, and I, and this is something that comes up for me a lot. And I think it takes up a lot of my head space of like, I, because it does come from such a personal area for me. And I think that's the hardest part is like, I'm doing this by myself and I just really, really want to do right by the mission and the goal. And in order to do that, I think like I have to just sell more. But at the end of the day, it's like when I follow my mission and my goal, that's what ultimately is going to make me sell more. Mm-hmm. So it was just kind of happened. Like how many like the way that you say we've been unpacking this for a little bit, like as your close and dear friend, like we've seen this shit come up and then we've watched the universe present you with like exact scenarios to hit that pain point for you and like prove the same point every you know what I mean like, every it's, time it's I just, know but it's funny how like the universe will do that like I think about I totally I don't want to get like get into specifics and like get too far into business but it, it's just no it's fine it's just interesting how that shit like pops up in different versions for us in different seasons you know of course. And it's it's kind of like, and she said this was like the, the kicker was like, if you don't face it, you're never going to be truly free. Yeah. 
and mm. like live your truth it's and true. do the thing. And I keep it's, coming. It'll just keep coming in those different ways, those different seasons. Yeah, and I think it's yeah. like it's my business mind versus like my emotional mind. Like it's because and I'm, I'm so exactly it's like and I'm so sensitive like you know this like literally so sensitive so it's like doing that while all on the top trying to be like you know very laser focused business owner focused on like our targets and our goals and revenue and sales and all the things it's hard and I think for me it's just like I just gotta like take a step back and again Meadow it comes up like, like you said all the time and I think today it was just really hard for me and I think after it was over I was like I'm not gonna go on this podcast and I was like you know what bitch yes you are because you know what's gonna make you feel better is talking about why the fuck you did this with your best friends so that's just what I'm thank you for sharing that with us I love you so much yeah and we just had this conversation yesterday of how for Meadow and I it's really difficult to share things that we're actually currently going through so I really thank you for being so open and vulnerable with not just us but the people listening because I think that's something that so many people can relate to and I want you to talk about beware and I want you to talk about what it is that you do because that's I think so many creatives and I know that you and I talked about the other day we like don't like the word Mm -hmm. entrepreneur but so many entrepreneurs and creatives (laughs) and business owners especially female founders go through that experience of they start something with a purpose with heart like we Mm -hmm. as women innately just have so much heart in the things that yeah. we do and then sometimes we get lost in like the minutiae of the business and the numbers and the this and then that and you have investors and you have a board that you report to like you have all yes. these things that people don't see and mm-hmm. they're like well why can't she just make like you know the underwear for the reason she loves and like there's so many other things behind it and sometimes exactly what you said it's difficult to pull yourself out of it and remember why it is that you do what you do you know what I mean exactly so what is it? Tell, tell people about about yeah yeah so I'll it. just so the only I'll just talk about it kind of oh that's so sweet um like a like I'll just kind of tell my my story of it um a few years back I went through an experience where my sexual health was compromised unfortunately experienced like that we are as women either ourselves or people we know have gone through and it left me extremely uncomfortable um not only physically, but emotionally and um, felt super alone. You know, I I turned to doctors and I was like, you know, felt I wasn't heard in those spaces, Mm -hmm. turned to the Google black hole and that was fucking terrifying. Mm -hmm. And I was, it led me to just be opening my underwear drawer every single day being like, I can't wear any of this. And why can't I wear any of this? Why has this never been a thing for me? Like, I don't feel good. I'm very sensitive. And so it just led me to start to ask questions and see if there was really anything um, else out there that could make me feel good. And so it's so interesting that I like came across bamboo Wait, fabric. What year that was too? Contextual, that was sorry. 2017, 2017 okay. when this okay. whole thing happened. And um, in that Google black hole, I came across like a sustainable mommy blog <laughs> of moms talking about not using diapers for their babies because they're like it's plastic it's bad for the baby like blah blah and so what they were using was bamboo fabric because bamboo fabric is not only super soft and like good for sensitive skin but it's hypoallergenic moisture wicking odor resistant um, naturally antibacterial it's way better for the environment uses like 10 times uh, less water than cotton and no pesticides and so fast 
Like it's so, and it grows so fast. Yeah. It's a grass actually, so it's yeah. not a tree. What? It's a grass. So the That's more you sick. cut it, the more it grows. Yeah. So it's like one of the. It's actually yeah. the most renewable resource I believe on the planet. Like in top two, um, I, I think. Know that. Um, yeah. So like it, literally, like the more that's when they say when you're like. Oh, there's not really over harvesting of bamboo like there's that's like a big debate but the more you cut the bamboo grass the faster it grows the more it grows so um yeah so I was like well this is cool um I don't know if I would use that for my future child but I yeah. think this is like really checking off all the boxes that I'm really looking for um in intimate wear so did some research, couldn't find really any like bamboo underwear brands out there. So I found some like bamboo sheets and like bamboo t-shirts. And I, cause I just wanted to get my hands on the products because she also I was not from this space. Like she's like in a whole yeah. other chapter of her life, like not from this space was not doing this stuff has different. Yeah. It's like, this is like a whole new thing that she was just like going for and doing. Which I FYI, I feel like is like the way that, that the best businesses, like the best businesses that I've found yeah. especially in this type of area whether it's beauty or like sexual wellness or things like this come from you trying to fulfill a need that you cannot An find actual need that she's having yeah thanks guys it's so so sweet oh yeah um, sarah get used yeah, to it we're gonna be yeah, literally yeah, complimenting yeah, yeah, you this yeah, entire time yeah, yeah yeah i was like leave that um, at the door thanks it's no family, i think it's, it's just such a fascinating thing like when you're like i want this and it's so interesting because i believe anger is such a more it's a more powerful motivator to me than any other emotion in the book and I don't Shut like up. that because it's my across least board, favorite emotion like all different across the board yes wow. anger is the biggest one honestly so I, so... I agree see, wow. there you there you go I don't think um, it's healthy I don't think it's healthy it's not no it's not because I I genuinely but nothing pushes me like... then when I'm pissed as fuck like if right. I'm and pissed I... as fuck at you you move move totally if totally. i'm pissed as fuck i crumble i just start crying and i'm just like leave me alone everyone leave me alone i'm so mad no one even come near me i do that and i just cry and get walk away no i'm like that's why you have me and sarah do the thing <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly, and it's, it's, exactly, it's, it, because when i'm sad like i you know like you guys yeah like we're, we're on a mental health podcast metal you know like gabby you know i was diagnosed with depression at like such a young age and like did the whole thing so like when i'm sad i can go into my cocoon and be sad like a sad little bitch which kind oh, yeah. of i am now and not do things but when i'm angry it's like this thing just happens and it just kicks into like okay do the thing so it, it mm -hmm. really started in that the place. The fucked and it, up in, part. Sorry, I'm interrupting you one more time. The, no, that okay. fucked up feeling of like liking the cocoon. Yeah. Is, is, it's I so much easier cocoon. for me to go to that. <laughs> that that like liking the like the, the wallowing and the psychosis. Not the psychosis. The wallowing and the depression and the anxiety. Than it is for me to use the anger as motivation. Like it's just easier for right. me to navigate it to that well, path than the other one. You know interestingly I mean? enough, and I'm not trying to guide people into anger over here, but I love the cocoon. <laughs> We're like fighting for our sides of <laughs> right. horrible practices that we neither, all are doing. Yeah, neither yeah. are good. Here's the thing: I love the cocoon. I do love yeah. the cocoon. Like I, I, I sleep to avoid life a lot of times. Mm -hmm. That's such Same. a tourist but, thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, am I a Taurus or am I just depressed? Don't know. <laughs> and... <laughs> the fucking also, story of my Gemini, life. If it wasn't abundantly clear about that as well, yeah, so that's why she's um, my best friend. So I love the cocoon, but 
fuck what was my point that i love the cocoon anger you're making oh, the case oh, for anger the anger the anger is a bit more blinding and you mm. can like sometimes when you're yes. really angry you feel almost empowered because at least i get on this like high horse pedestal and mm. so sometimes if i'm avoiding like meta what you're doing almost of going into that cocoon and and like that's the immediate immediate way that you shift almost shows like more strength in a way because you're willing to feel the feels whereas when i slip into anger it's because i'm like i don't want to fucking feel anything other than this like rage Good that makes feeling. me feel like important like it's like yeah, it's like yeah, a yeah, high yeah 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 okay yeah, sarah we is. really interrupted well, you please keep going no, this no, is no, great okay. context it, this is, it's yeah, great I, like I mean and it's such a it, it's so interesting and i i can dive into like you know the masculine and feminine tendencies within our emotions and then how that translates to business too i mean it really mm, is such yes. a driver and um and i don't talk about this like male female i'm talking masculine energy yeah. and feminine energy which yeah. we all carry and we all have what's so that one book that of, you love that i haven't read yet that talks about that stuff too wasn't there a specific um, book that that unpacked this that you told me about one time? No, I think so. There's a few you, books I've I've read, it. but let me let me like go see yeah. my bookshelf and I'll get back to you on this one, because um, I feel like it was right when I was reading Glennon Doyle, um, which was a thing. Oh, but I do believe it was also maybe expected, like um, the the like pleasure book that, oh, as well. I think it was. One. I'm gonna get back to you on that one. Let me go okay, like no look because I, I was really in the like thick of it, like reading articles and all the things. So I don't really know yeah. where I'm like pulling all the. It could be so many different sources, You're but let me see so if I can well pull a book read, for you. Like I have to go back <laughs> and chronicle. Fuck you. <laughs> You, I can't. Like, no. You're such a bitch. Um, I'm so sorry. It's my best friend on the podcast. I'm going to be wild this episode. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I mean, I can really even like the girl boss thing was happening at the same time. So that was like, anyway, let me just like finish like why the fuck I started. Yeah, no, but really like, yeah, I, I, I think it's such a fascinating thing because it was like, I wasn't in this space at all. And so it was like, and I think beautiful things happen when you are like, no, I just need to do this. I want to do this. You can do anything like you genuinely can. And I think I look back at that experience, it's like, how did I do that? And it was really because of that feeling. You just, again, like Gabby said so beautifully, you put the blinders on, you just go. And I, I kind of envy 2017 Sarah because I'm not that way anymore like mm -hmm. I I kind of come retreated back to my what's safe to me which is the cocoon which is overthinking which is over analyzing and um getting super heady versus what my like I think my power is which is stepping into my authority and just doing the thing so um tested all these fabrics um loved the fabric really did and I was like okay so this is an incredible thing. It was very breathable, just light, airy, like all the things that I wanted in my intimate wear. And so I researched and looked up like bamboo textile um, factories in the world. Um, was There's like some certifications each factory has to make sure that they're fair trade, um, sustainable, like doing sustainable practices, like reusing their water, all the good stuff. And so really kind of started from more of the, okay, what are the requirements I want the factory to have? And it's cool because these, these different companies, such as like Okio Techs and things like that, they have a database of factories. So I went there, I was like, okay, who's doing bamboo? Come to find out, most of the bamboo, as you can expect, is harvested in China. It's harvested the most sustainably in China. So I reached out to um, a few of the bigger manufacturers. I was like, hey, I have this thing that I'm trying to do. Is it super out of my, like, realm is it something that you guys can do what do i need what do you need from me and they're like well we supply the fabric um you can test our fabric find the ones that you like and then we will introduce you to a fabric that makes intimate wear 
or a factory that makes intimate wear. And I was like, perfect. So I called them up and I was like, literally had these janky sketches. And I was like, look, this is what I want to do. Can you do this? And they do were like, yeah. Do you still have like your first I do. I do ever? remember when we were at um, in San Diego. It's like it's in that that same yeah. notebook. Um, yeah, they're like little it. literal triangles, like triangles with yeah. like squigglies for the lace and then yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. A, like a square for the bot. It was just atrocious. But they got it like they knew what I you know, it's like totally. all about communication and you were just clear. And I was like, I, like, and I think we know with barrier to entry and so many things you think you need so much. And yeah. I thought like, you know, I didn't even know what a tech pack was or di- like product dimensions, grading, um, any kind of informa- any information on textiles, um, seams, all the things that you need to know. I didn't know any of it. I was just like, this is what I want. Can you do it? We just went back and forth with sampling um, to then, yeah, to get to the product that we wanted to. And within the whole process, I started to like reach out to my community and start to talk to people because I was like, does anyone love their underwear brand? Does anyone have an underwear brand that they love? You know, just kind of doing my due diligence and market research. And these are like my friends too, you know, that I'm talking to. And it opened up just a host of conversations of people telling, like guys telling me like, I get rashes when I sweat in my quote unquote performance underwear at the gym to girls telling me like, oh my God, I can't wear underwear when I get razor burn um, to I have herpes and like literally like I can't even move. Underwear is not the thing for me. Um, Just like all like sweaty balls, swamp ass, like all the things under the sun, like sex that went too hard. And like, you're just like, can't walk the next day. And like, God forbid you put on underwear all these things and and again like i want to remind you these are my closest friends and i'm like why have i never heard this wild sex story why didn't i know you had herpes like all these things that were just like this we're all sexual beings like we all go through these things why are we not talking about it with each other and i i came to find like all of these conversations ended up especially being so when, sorry to interrupt you especially when we're really no, please. meadow sorry to interrupt you as she's interrupting you i know i'm like i just have to because it i i just I know you so well, and I just, I'm sorry that we're on a no, podcast. No, my God, do not apologize. Um, well, now I lost my train of thought. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was mean. <laughs> no, it's not. It was not your fault. No, I'm you were saying, especially because we were, we're, we're in the age group and, like, demographic. Oh, yes. Thank you so much. Um, see, we get back, especially because <laughs> none of us are having these conversations. You're, it's with your best friends, and we're the exact, 2017, you and I were the exact age we were supposed to. We are fucking college. Like I was raised with like mm-hmm. college is the time that you go out and have a bunch of sex and like do a bunch of stuff. And when and people still were not talking about sex this openly. No. And it's not no, that long no. ago. And I feel like people don't remember that. Anyway, keep going. No, by totally. the way, and I feel I like had, people like, don't talk about this. The, 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 like people talk about we sex, don't talk but about like, this anyway, but yeah. this of like, I get yeah. this rash or like if I get razor burn or like, oh, I have lesions from sex. My underwear hurts. Like no one yeah. talks about mm-hmm. that still, Period. by the yeah, way. Totally, totally. And it's so unfortunate because when you're going through it, it's so like debilitating and it's so lonely and I think for me it was like you know with beware it's it didn't only become an underwear thing it never was just an underwear thing it became this whole thing like if I'm going to do this I have a responsibility based on what I went through and the privilege that I have um to come from a immigrant father who's also an entrepreneur who you know his dream is for me to come to him and be like, I have a company that I'm thinking about, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. and have that with like what I went through um, with, you know, the the skill set that I have and the motivation and the passion. I was like, there's no way that I can't integrate this into um, my business. And like why sexual health for me was such a big part of our brand ethos is because Beware came out of this 
really difficult personal experience um, of not only feeling really uncomfortable in my sexual health, but feeling extremely alone in that mm-hmm. discomfort. And it led me to find all, like information to deal with this like mental and physical discomfort because that one week of sex ed we had in ninth grade in our health oh class like wasn't cutting it do you and... remember when mrs yates the dance teacher pulled us all aside and like separately would let us ask anonymous questions because she was like your sex ed didn't tell you guys anything that's like, amazing you... no it was were you in yeah, that no, class we with real... me or i did was she do that i like took or... I actually, I was like a teacher's assistant for Yates when I was yeah. a senior. So I got to like see her see do that her to do younger it. kids. And I got oh, to kind of be involved in that too. To that. Oh, no, I literally. And I got to be like closer too. with the freshmen and, you yeah. know, things like that. So, I mean, yeah, it's dismal as fuck. And, you know, yeah. it's, it's interesting because you like, you go to doctors and you're like, okay, like you are going to be my solace. And like doctors no. gave me the bare minimum. The yeah. Google black hole, like literally wasn't any better. So the physical pain and discomfort I was going through were bad enough but like the mental and emotional discomfort accompanying that were somehow worse and, and for me it's resources. like resources oh my god like all of it intimate yeah. discomfort is like to me it's so debilitating and it, it leads yeah. to like fear isolation shame it bleeds into your confidence your self-worth relationship the clothes you choose to put on or not put on in the morning it's such a sacred part of our body and there's nothing genuinely that breaks my heart more than someone feeling anything less than confident and sexy and like just aligned within their body and within their sexual health and it's like so to me it was like intimate comfort sexual wellness education these are like the forefront of where I believe this change needs to be made it's more than sex it's more than underwear it's always been more than sex and underwear which is where I find the disconnect and why I feel like the stigma to this day is still so real is because sex education it's not only like okay abstinence it's like it teaches us about relationships, respect, consent, mm-hmm. communication, choice, decision-making, self-esteem, self-confidence, gender, autonomy, re- reproductive health, sexually transmitted disease, like safe sexual experiences that you feel good in and you feel comfortable in. That's all like important parts of our wellness, like overall. And I know, I just know I would have felt so much better if someone in my life was like, hey, I've dealt with that before and here's my experience. Because at the end of the day, like we are all going through this. We are all either having sex or thinking about sex or having things like getting horny and having things happen to our body from a young age. Like it's mm-hmm. it's literally it's like what food, sleep and sex are like our most basic physical um, rights that we have like as, as people. Humans, and so yeah. we all day with the same deal with the same thing. Yet the stigma is so prevalent and the stigma is what keeps everyone in the dark. So really like. The goal was just never to provide the underwear, which it definitely is because when you put on the, the underwear, it's just underwear like the ever. breath oh of fresh air. No, it's truly the only underwear that we will wear or support on this podcast ever. Thanks, guys. I mean, it's a, yeah, I mean, it's it's so lovely to hear that and like have that and just I'm so proud of like, you know, I'm not where I want to be, but being able to create a product that creates that feeling, but mm-hmm. also like to open up a space to give support and a community and advice just like kind of the cool older sibling Mm -hmm. you wish you had that could be like yo I went through that too and it's really not that bad and here's how you're going to handle it here's how I handled it here's how my friend handled it she handled it a little bit differently we all have choice we all have autonomy it's not the thing that we learned in that one week um every experience is different and like I think the same thing with mental health like the best thing you can do is just open up conversation because it is so prevalent so that's really like what beware is and kind of how it came to be um 
Dude, I can't yeah, tell you. Every today. time I wear your fucking underwear, it's like that line that we, I wonder, was it, I think Riley was like the first one to say this out of the friend group where it was like, when you see beware wrapped around your waist, like, you know, oh, I said that to her that energy. You said that to her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I cannot tell you like every time you talk about it, like every time I wear it, like I feel that energy from you. Like you really like imbue, you really marry the two so much. And I like watch you struggle with that all the time of like how you manage, like <laughs> you'd like you said, what you're unpacking today, you know, like both yeah, sides of like yeah. that passion and that drive. And then like how you translate in the projects and logistical and day to day and like, holy shit, dude, I, you're my Can hero. I just, same. It. Can I just say that also I've been saying this for the past two years. I really, truly believe that we're living in a time where people do not have the tolerance for people taking up space who like don't have something to say. And mm. I think especially when we're living Absolutely. like a very like capitalist society and like we're just so we just need a bunch of shit all the time. Mm, As someone sure. who's putting out product, I think you even have the bigger responsibility because you're putting exactly. more yeah. stuff like frankly into the world. Yep. And that's why it's founders and people like you that I like viscerally believe that we need to be supporting because not oh. only are you producing a good product that is sustainable and that is actually like functional and good that we need because we need fucking underwear and we need comfortable underwear and we deserve comfortable underwear, both as men and women and non-binary and everyone in between. But also couple that with you're doing this to provide, like listen to everything that you just said. I was literally just taking notes of timestamps to give to Meadow for after this episode of like, and this is where we have this (laughs) timestamp and this is where we have this quote. Because literally Sarah, it's like everything that comes out of your mouth, you can just hear the passion Mm -hmm. behind why you do what you do and you are crafting such a fucking important space for people that literally doesn't exist like yes we can have conversations about sex entire lives entire lives because sex is exactly what you said it's one of our most basic needs yeah and if we don't have these conversations and by the way yes it's big sister talk but it's also not just big sister talk because the messages yeah. that i still get yeah. from my friends i put a q a up for this question for this uh oh the q and a that we're Sarah. doing we got cute like yeah, we excited yeah and i can't even imagine the types of questions that you get sarah because i recently yeah. started writing a lot more about relationships and sex and i find yeah. it so freeing and really fun and exciting and because of that like sex companies will reach out to me and whatever and so people have started to see that on my social media and the questions that i get from people that i am friends with or people my own age Uh asking me questions that i'm like what the fuck like how is this not basic knowledge how are how are you fail us had it yes how were we so failed it's Mm -hmm. not like oh you're prude or you're a whore or you're this or you're that or like you know your parents didn't tell you shit it's like or your confidence needs to be better. It's like, we're not taught these things. How are we expected to like go into life being like fully functioning, like sexual beings that like understand pleasure and safety and yes. like yes. comfortability on a basic fucking level. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. I mean, that's like really at what it is at its core. It's like, it is basic needs and it's, it's shocking. I mean, it is. And I think like I'm so far down the the rabbit hole that I'm like, I kind of forget that that's what it is and when i start to overthink i'm like do people really need this like is this something that i need to talk about i mean everyone knows this right and then to just even hear you say that to have people even respond to things that i post about like it's 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 wild to me i mean it just it blows my mind and even like the statistic that there's like 13 states 9 to 13 states that require this it's like 
wait, what? You know, like that there's yeah. like all the rest of these states out there are not required oh God, to Wasn't it like literally of half of our states don't require their sexual education to be based on fact? Yeah, like you can yeah. you can Science. teach abstinence. Like you can teach, yes, you can yes. teach religious yes. practices yes. in like at least half the states. And, and there's like 13 fucking... that only require it. Like the rest of them are like if you want to. Like if the I'm gonna school say so this decides. So clearly people are going to have sex anyway. They're going oh God, to do yeah. what they want yeah. to do anyway. So if you are sitting there preaching abstinence or withholding, even worse, withholding information because you think that it's going to either scare them out of doing something or just have them not do it completely, you are so fucking confused because people yeah. are going to do what they want to do at the end of the day and now they're just going to do it fucking unsafely and like miserable because they're not going to have confidence they're not going to know the right way to do things they're not going to feel safe in their own bodies and how do you expect to respect a partner when you don't even fucking feel safe in your own body and let's unpack Absolutely. why we can't even do that in the first place like why do we have to demonize sex if it's the third fucking basic need that we just named like, because of shame people know, but it's just people how feel far so in much history do we have to go before we can just like let that fucking go as a culture you know what i mean i don't think i think as long as like we keep perpetuating this stigma around it and it's not as regularly available or education is not readily like in front of us and it's not um cool to talk about or anything like that people are going to feel shame around it again it's such a human thing and people don't realize like when people start to have like kinks or be attracted to other genders or you know want to cheat or like all the things that we think like oh we can't do that or that's weird or that's just, like we shouldn't all be moral, you know wanting like, something like that to it yeah it starts to like you start to push this shit down and what, mm -hmm. what are you doing when you're pushing shit down you start to get resentment like and you start to feel resentment towards this thing so what do you do that you translate that into policies and the way that you talk about abortion and how we like talk about how much we should be educated about it. It's because it's coming from this place of shame that people are not comfortable within their own sexuality. So it's like, oh, my God, it's such a crazy thing. Like we shouldn't be showing that, talking about that, all those things. Now we're silent and now we all deal with we're dealing with something that we all go through yet we can't talk about or don't Dude, have the resources to learn about. that is literally the next phase of human evolution is that we literally have to learn to, if you're uncomfortable with your own shame and emotion, rather than realize it's your responsibility to go through it, let me go write a policy that changes like hundreds of thousands of lives for the worse. Like, are you fucking mm -hmm. kidding me? Grow up and learn how to feel a goddamn emotion. Like, I'm, I swear <laughs> that has to be what human evolution is because I don't understand how that can just keep being the basis of how we write so much of our systems and legislature you know what i mean no totally and you see like You're even so things right, within though. like it's 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 crazy i mean you think about like oh, like remember that fucking story about like that i don't remember what state it was it was one of the states okay. in the south that those stupid had, ass states yeah, it's one of those states that's always causing trouble <laughs> yeah. that not they were like, like gabby's one from of... one i'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> let me just be super fucking clear let me just be super fucking clear i have Miami. never yeah i have <laughs> never in my goddamn life have i ever said the words i am from florida okay i am from miami which needs to be fucking annexed except in this past election cycle miami let me down because that shit went red so miami oh, and i have man. beef but like but Go in general, on. Okay. she's, she's not a Florida girl. 
like literally me driving around me driving around (laughs) la with my florida fucking license plate i literally want to (laughs) die people are like uh who is she okay anyway what state what i was gonna say is like one of the um the the members that passed the legislation actually ended up Oh requiring my God. his mistress to get an time. abortion every fucking time. every time i mean like and then you yeah and motherfucker then, of course yeah of course yeah, I mean, why are we shocked yeah why are, no like, i'm not that TikTok, i'm just saying the doja like, cat TikTok, she's like are you shocked why are you shocked like this is it <laughs> like why are we shocked of course homeboy's gonna make his fucking mistress get an abortion and i guarantee you that if his daughter comes to him at a wedlock 16 and pregnant uh, bitch is getting an abortion too. You guys, this is where my mom gets really fucked up. I don't even know if I should say this. I might cut this out of the podcast, but this is where my mom gets really fucked up. Is like we talk about this shit all the time. My mom is also really hating men recently. She like read this book and my mom was like, "Fuck the patriarchy. The patriarchy started everything." Like she thinks she's so woke right now. I'm really living for she's this phase. She's not wrong though. She's not she's wrong. Not no, wrong. I'm living for this phase for her. But she, she, when we talk about this shit, she'll literally be like, "I hope." that their child gets raped and gets pregnant and has to carry it full term now. If you voted for that, I hope that happens to you. And she like gets really intense and says shit. This is where the anger motivates her, I guess. I guess she would agree with totally. you guys and not me. Because she says shit yeah. like that. And I'm just like, okay, please don't wish that on other people. But like, they would get in that situation and you know what they would do. It's just horrific. It's horrifying. And here's Wait, the you thing. You were saying something though, Sarah. Yeah, you were saying something important. <laughs> No, I I think what I was going to tie it to is also it's not just like abortion. It's with sexuality as well. Like Mm -hmm. the same people that are passing laws on on gay rights and marriage Mm -hmm. are are the people that are like secretly fucking a dude in the back. You know what I mean? And they're so Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Can we just uh, fucking cue Catholicism real quick? Like, oh, no. Hello. Hello. Speaking of someone who like fucking grew up in a Cuban ass family. Like, yeah. Let's thank God that my, like neither my mom nor my dad are like super fucking religious, but my whole family is like hella Catholic and oh, like Persian, uh, Persian Latin Cuban crossovers crossover. Oh, oh yeah. every time Let's Sarah and I go to Let's yes, every single every single time Sarah and I have a meal together, yeah. we end up <laughs> unpacking the crossover between Sarah's Persian and between my Latin culture. There are so many. And then we crossovers. end up being like white men ain't shit. And then yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sarah, like I've never, we've Period. never dated. I've never. Yeah. Whatever. No, I'm not even I can't go there. say that for myself. Like that's, that's something you can oh, hold on. Like, I, I can't I, do but I swear to God, it's not in a fetish way because I've hooked up with them. It's just that's what I'm I saying. Is people are like, friend, yeah, like people are like, oh, like, is that a fetish thing that you just like don't haven't like dated white people? Like, and I'm like, no, they're just like, no, you're like, I'm not culturally. white, so yeah. I don't. I mean, I'm listen, listen, I am, listen. I have never sat here, I've it. never sat here like calling myself a person of color because I'm 110% white passing, but like, my I'm very Cuban and I'm very Latin, and I just think culturally. It, it aligns. I saw this TikTok that it was like so fucked up, and it was like, "What if like my soulmate is oh, no. like out here being like a fucking Brad or Chad, or like or like Sean, and I'm over here like chasing like croquetas and like mofongo, and I'm like me, <laughs> me. I mean, I think it's, I it's different because your soulmate's not that. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Wait, yeah. Wait, yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Brad's wedding. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Gabriela and Bradford. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait. 
<laughs> Wait, Sarah said something really fucking interesting last time we were at uh, dinner or drinks. It felt like dinner because we paid $90 for fucking drinks. Oh my God, um, where'd you go? You guys always go to the best Soho spots house. though. Oh. We were at fucking Soho House. Typical. And the check comes. As I say, you go to the like, best spots. <laughs> Just kidding. No, <laughs> it was I really roasted you guys today. I'm keeping them coming. Yeah, you're coming. Beer, beer, yeah. beer, beer, beer. Sarah and I have our bougie <laughs> moments together and like, I'm not mad about it. We like went to Soho House and then like got a black car and like, it was great. Oh my God, um, cute. Listen, and I won't. And then I panicked about money all night last night. Um, <laughs> fine. Oh, shit. Wait, listen. All of us all the time. Listen, we're Sarah listening. says something so interesting when I love how I feel that need where I'm like, listen. <laughs> Can you, Sarah says something. Truly been like the most best friend energy episode thus far. Like I've never been this riled up. Yelling, yeah, we are actually just all yelling at each other. It's yeah, so I'm fun. sorry for your ears. I like I'm told not. Like, this is the, the most audio. like this is the most me I've felt on the podcast. I've never been so, so fucking happy. like yeah. into a conversation because I get so <laughs> angry when I talk about these things. <laughs> okay, keep going. So Sarah said this thing that was really interesting the other day. And she made she a point that she was like, did yeah, she always says she was like, were you raised with this narrative that do you know what I'm going to say? That the, the best sex of your life just got really good for people that, that can't the see best, our audio. Sorry. Yes. That the best sex of your life will not be with the person you end up with. And I was like, whoa, I don't think I've ever been told that. But I think media has portrayed that. I think culturally, like especially like in certain areas of Latin culture. And this also goes back to the big differentiation that I always like to make mm-hmm. between Caribbean Latins and South Americans. Mm-hmm. And I was like, shit. Yes. Because I was telling Sarah a story about like th- this really evening that I had story. I love sex stories so much. I mean, you're hey, you details and how long it was. And I know they are all the things I just, yeah. I definitely I told you about like my necklace or it was just, Mm, oh know i know that story okay i was just could i sorry took a second for my brain <laughs> to catch up. that is a great anyway. sex story yeah anyway yeah. i'm like telling sarah about this and i'm just like going on and on and on about this and i'm like yeah you know whatever and then she was like yeah isn't it fucking interesting that like because i i said that and i was like look it's just put me in a place where like i really 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 do not have it in me to have mediocre sex like i just mm-hmm. don't like you know we, we go through if you went to college or like in that age group like when you're in you know 18 to like 22 and you're just like drunk and you like go home with someone and you fuck and like yeah whatever like mm-hmm. you know it's fun it, it's the for me it was like the ego boost of anything else because you're realistically having shitty sex right and then now right. I'm like single in my life and again I'm not like really sleeping around like at all right now but mm-hmm. I definitely have the guy like you know the roster the situ- you have to have a little <laughs> bit of a roster <laughs> But we're eliminating people from the roster. We're really eliminating people from the roster right now. Sure. Um, but the point is that I was like, the sex that I've had with this person is so fucking good that like it, we're not going to date, that it literally just makes me not want to have mediocre sex to like fucking find you know my next boyfriend and sarah that's when sarah brought up that point and i was like that is such a fucking interesting narrative that i've never thought about that like when people are like married like i've had married women with kids tell me like oh my god like have the best nights of your life right now that you're yes. so, you're living in yes. la she's like because when i'm sitting like breastfeeding my kid and my kid's like attached to my tit i'm just like thinking about like that person i fucked and i'm like well why can't that that's be your husband so like why sad. can't that be your partner yeah and i'm just like yeah. fuck i don't want that to be me like i want to be if i choose to get married in life like 
like to be having the best sex of my life like with that part like why does it need yeah. to stop with someone who's like is it because it's hot is it because it's like a secret is it because like it's unattainable like what is it what is this fucking narrative that we need to settle for I bad had, sex <laughs> i just had such a visual reaction to everything you were saying and i think it's because sarah you got on and you were like yeah and then i only knew you as meadow and alec and i was like oh my god i haven't heard that in so long just yeah. bringing up that past that's the exact narrative that was projected onto me which is why i was called a prude my entire like adolescent life where i was like because you had a boyfriend for a long time yeah, Wait, I, I thought you were the... like I thought you were like having sex and that oh like my God, sounds no, like people... not approved because she's in a long term relationship. Well, yeah, because you're smart. But like other people, oh my God, Meadow, what was that like, like? Oh, Meadow, yeah, exactly. What was that like? Because apparently I was like the fucking whore of my school, and I literally <laughs> had sex with like three people, and <laughs> I had like that's what I'm literally. Saying. I had sex with I was... one, and my sex was so much kinkier and better than every other person and i knew that like i had the reason why i invested five years into this relationship is because i curated how the fuck i was getting it like what do you mean i'm a pro because i've had one boyfriend for five years fuck you guys like Wait, i meadow was at so a young age mad about that shit i don't remember school. that at all oh well because i never really unpacked it like with you i think it's true like, it but like i didn't know to bring it up for me to unpack meadow all getting this. so not meadow getting so mad she's like i fuck I'm you guys i fuck <laughs> bad this is literally you just tripped like this was a high school thing that i just went through that you saying alex's name and then you saying that i just totally brought that up for me anyway wait That's meadow incredible. you said something that i want to unpack really quickly oh, no. um you said you got like you you curated the type of sex that you wanted to be having at a really young age and that is not well, something that a lot really of early yeah but I like I lost my virginity at 16 and I didn't figure out what the fuck I liked yeah. like for a long time and yeah. I wasn't even if I knew what I liked I was not comfortable outwardly totally talking about it until recently like yeah. recently and so how did you at such a young age like have the confidence to do that where you just felt because very I safe because even if you feel safe with your partner from eighth grade through college so yeah, yeah, like, like, emotional I grew comfort. Up with a kid from like 12 years old yeah but not but that's not everyone's experience but that's, that's how I had the confidence no, but I'm saying even if you have the the relationship, like realistically, like boys are so fucking immature at such a young age that it's like, were you just lucky? Like, was your boyfriend just down, or you like molded the conversation? No, he was because like people down. are people ask that question back, and he was down to do what I wanted. He was so. What happens down. when they're not down and you're really and you're young? That's a Sarah question. Yeah, well, you know what? I feel like Meta with you, it's like you had so much. It's not only about like Alec being down, but like you were had the space to ask because you felt emotionally safe with him right exactly. so to me exactly. it comes down to yeah. it's not about like i don't know it's not about like the, i don't know the age to me the age doesn't mean anything it just means like who are you with do you feel emotionally safe with them if you have that and you're willing to use your voice that's a good combination for communication good sex having the experiences you want to have so that to me, it's like a recipe for exactly everything you just said. So it's not shocking to me at all. But I think in high school, we're dealing with men, not men. We're dealing with boys <laughs> that boys. like their balls literally dropped two days minutes ago. ago. Yeah. And it's like you're dealing with that. And so how are we supposed to like navigate emotional exactly. intelligence and safety in yeah, a space no. that's just inherently going to be 
our experience and that's mm-hmm. why I believe in like sexual education like at a very young age and like I, I agree with the time that it's being given to us you know what I mean at that like yeah. fifth sixth seventh eighth ninth grade time period we just don't get enough of it that way like when yeah. we are in those experiences we don't have the voice to talk about it or ask for the things that we want um, or feel comfortable because there is like oh if you're having sex with three people you're a slut or if you want to wait until you actually really like your boyfriend to have sex with them you're a prude so it's just like all this whole toxic narrative that's a la high school do you watch big mouth no no oh it's pretty good you guys you should watch okay it's all all about high schoolers (laughs) and sex and it, it just is like, and I go, oh, okay. It's all, it's an animated, it's animated and it's like raunchy and stupid, but it's all, you've about, told me about this show. It's all about oh, high schoolers okay, and okay, sex. Okay, okay. And it's, it's funny. Like you would, you guys would get a kick out of the fact that there's media like this now is what I'm trying mm. to say. Well, you know what I got a kick out of when it comes to media like this. And I look like at people had beef with this show for what, like many reasons, but there was this show on Netflix called, um, Ginny and Georgia. Is that what it's called? Is that what the daughter's name is? And the one thing that I will say about it, I don't need to talk about the show. There was Sarah doesn't watch TV, obviously. Okay, but listen, Sarah's busy. She's important, reading books and running. I watched Succession, though. Did you guys watch Succession? Oh, Oh, did you fucking watch the finale? Yes, dude. It was the I. I I watched it before I went to bed and then cried about money. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That that show will do that to you. That show will make you be like, I'm poor. Um, (laughs) No, but I thought that was the best episode of the entire series. It was no, no, no. It was fucking chef's kiss the no, season I mean, finale it was, of it was worth the was... like average season for that season finale i i think because so. the way that those children oh, i don't I want know, spoilers spoiler 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 the way that the kids come together like it's oh so God, no. okay anyway what i was gonna say about that show jenny and georgia is that there's one scene in it that i really 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 fucking appreciated when i was watching it and i was like i wish i had this when i was 16 it shows the daughter losing her virginity at like 16 around that age and it's with like the really hot boy in school and it's like the quintessential like lover boy like hot boy that like whatever everyone wants and it's terrible like it literally shows him like thrust (laughs) twice and like collapse onto her and she's like laying there with like her eyes like looking at the ceiling and I was like wow what an accurate way to like describe realistically what people's first time is going to be because we got so used to seeing this like media with this like romantic bullshit for like your first time having sex and it's like realistically not that and so yeah. I really appreciated the show like showing the like really hot boy that like is also 16 so he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing either and is like you know thrusts twice and comes and <laughs> like misses and like comes collected in your belly button like it's just terrible Sarah what's the first <laughs> show you ever watched that made you feel validated about sex oh that's a, such a good question right Gabby you can think <sighs> about that too you gave us a good one. I'm, I'm, I'm like thinking shows and movies saw. too. Yeah. Oh, sure, sure, because, sure. Because, oh man, I don't know. Like I don't watch that much stuff, but I know exactly okay. like that feeling. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, I don't know if I can even answer it for myself. I don't I think just, I can. No, I, I don't. I we'll know, have to but, circle back and talk about it. But this is what's, what makes me excited about like the next generation. And I'm always going to yeah. like advocate for them. And TikTok, I think, is the coolest thing in the world. So like, I just love Gen Z. Um, but Sarah's I think I'm just been really writing excited. for TikTok for 
longer than any like Sarah's a trendsetter she told me when I would you have I've have... been fighting her for like three years meadow Look at her. she's so meadow bad. meadow <laughs> when you have like literal OBGYN is the trending hashtag in 2019 so cool. these dope ass OBGYNs yeah. are being like don't put ice cubes up your vagina that's not gonna yeah. do anything but here's birth control <laughs> and you know like talking about like really normalizing yeah. it and they're blowing up on TikTok because young girls are like oh my god I had no idea like you're yeah. providing this space where anyone can get on there's like this 21 year old he's like oh my god okay so here's the smoothie I'm making for my dick appointment and it has pineapples and cranberries and oh aloe vera juice and like god. all the things and I was like oh my god and it has like millions of views and I was like this is the coolest place ever because yeah. it's exactly <laughs> what I want it's like it's yeah. everyone talking about sex like in just this really open beautiful authentic way that you're not getting that at school. You're not even getting that with your friends. So you open this app and you're like, wow, I feel heard. I feel seen. I feel like this is like a weird thing that I never would have thought to like talk about or think about or like look up myself. But it's a reality. People are going through it. And you'll have like this guy videoing her mom like, mom, what do I do if a girl queefs? And she's like, just ignore oh it. That's the best God. thing you can do. And it's just like so <laughs> open. And like, I also, never thought there'd be a platform like that out there. It so cracks me up when people fan. get so insecure. And I wa- we're going to go into questions right now because we have good questions. But it cracks me up when people talk about queefing and like they get so embarrassed by it. And I'm like, when a guy makes fun of a girl for that happening, like, you know, it's like your fault. Like your dick yeah, is what's exactly. pushing air into <laughs> like, them, you fucking idiot. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, Wait, also, if Sarah questions. had to curate the metaverse, it would literally be like sexual wellness on TikTok. Oh my god, yeah, guys, like, have you ever heard of like VR porn? I just <gasps> got introduced to this. Like, I haven't seen, no. I haven't done it. Tell I don't us think everything. I do well, it. we know it's the future. I mean, it's you know. Oh my god, yeah. is this just gonna like breed another like generation of like? I think so. Though? I mean, I we could probably do a whole podcast on the. Problem is it cheating if you have just... VR? Remember that Black Mirror episode? Is it cheating if you? Yeah, 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 that's yeah. the whole yeah. thing yeah. now. That's shit. the whole thing. Like it's um, Good it's so interesting. Experience. And yeah. you know, Michael. I don't know how I feel about this. I don't think I like it. You no, know, Michael's like you. You guys know Michael, just like very secure in his masculinity and like emotional Clearly. intelligence. So he'll have conversations with like all his male friends about these kinds of things, like VR so porn cool. and like, you know, all the things. And it's so interesting because you're right. That conversation does come. Is it cheating? Is it cool yeah. if like my girlfriend's sucking me off, but I'm watching another girl like yep. do the thing do it. and I'm getting yeah. that physical satisfaction from my partner. I don't know if I would want to do that. Like I, it's, it's such a interesting space that we've never had to navigate before totally. that we are about to walk into. And we have uh-huh. so many, there's so many, I'm a huge porn advocate, but there's so many issues with it um, on the surface. And I think, you know, you were kind of perpetuating that into kind of scarier space, if you will. So I'm really interested This is all the shit we're going to get that. canceled for. Like us trying to navigate that next generation, that next figuring that shit out. It's all the shit that the next, the generations after us will cancel us for. You know what I mean? It's all a part yeah, of fucking learning and growing. It's not, that's not, we live, we were born in such a cool time. Yeah, and I'm I'm grateful that we've got to see like without and with. Yes, you know, me too, me too. That's what I mean. Um, like we really are a lucky spectrum. Okay, let's go to questions because we. Got okay, we're ones. going to questions. Um. Okay. <laughs> I could see her. I could see her. Feel her. You energy, see me. ready to move on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, because I could. I because I was about to go on a really long tangent. Like I felt myself. About oh, to do, do you want to do <laughs> love tangents? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I hope everyone listening. I feel like this is going to be, by the way, Meadow, like the most clear episode that explains as to why you and I are co-hosts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, like, 
like the way that Meadow's brain works, like I, I, I envy it. No, I envy it because I feel like I'm so like I'm so structured and like no, whatever. I'm like you allow me to, but it. you allow me to flow a lot more than I normally would. But then mm-hmm. I bring us in, but then you bring me out of it when I'm being too structured. We really so we're true. the perfect yin yang, bitch. You guys are okay. Really are. All right, ladies, okay. ladies. So we asked on our Instagram at Thoughts May Vary Pod. If you're not following mm-hmm. us some questions for Sarah about sex. Okay. I'm going to start with the good one. Someone said, the only way that I can make myself orgasm is so weird. I don't think I'll ever orgasm during sex with a partner. What should I do? Statement before we answer the question. Okay. And I don't know if this is harsh and I'm sorry to this person that's listening. Whoever wrote this to me, I don't know if it's because they didn't have enough space to write the word orgasm, but they wrote to make myself O. And I have said this to younger people in my life. And I'm like, if you cannot say the word sex, you can't say the word pussy, you can't say the word orgasm, you're not there yet. And you need to like figure out why you can't say it out loud. I'm going to chalk it up to the fact that there was no space for them to write the word orgasm. But if anyone is listening and you you like are whispering the word dick, like when you're talking about it with your friends, like you're not ready to fuck. That's my (laughs) two cents. Facts. Who, Who wants to answer this question? Uh, Wait, do you co-sign that, Sarah, or no? Um, I do. I think I'm going to, like, take a little bit more of a do take your own time with it. I think you're correct, Gabby, with what you're saying. But also, like, um, I don't know. I don't think there should be an expectation on whether or not, like, you should be, like, saying dick. You know, I I had people tell me, like, when I was like, oh, I fucked that guy. No, I know. I know. I'm being aggressive. No, I know. But I I appreciate it because you're right. I think, again, at the end of the day, like, we're – perpetuating stigma by saying mm-hmm. dick or like not saying the full word and like why are you not oh like saying dick the versus penis word? and vulva versus vagina like that kind of mm-hmm. like yeah, see the word just, vulva yeah. makes me uncomfortable yeah like just different kind of iterations of it like let people like i remember being in san diego and i was with a group of girls and i was like oh yeah and i fucked this dude and she goes oh my can i just stop you for a second like why do you have to use the word fuck for that action like it's such a what? you know it's like and i was like Yo, I've been no, like, because I, I want to, you virgin. Good. Shut so, up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't have, I didn't Sarah. make, I didn't make love to this guy. No. Like, no, I you fucked, fucked him. him. Yeah. Sorry, I mean, oh God, if Michael's listening, I love you. Okay. Um. <laughs> no, uh, no boyfriends or parents or godparents. No. Yeah, no, I'm not sending this to episode. My, yeah. To my parents. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it's it's so interesting. So to me, it's like find your way. Just don't make other people feel bad. If I want to say fuck, let me say fuck. If you don't want to say fuck and you want to say make love or have sex or hooked that's up, your that's to you. That's baby. your prerogative. But like, yeah. don't make me feel bad for that shit. And like, don't make other people feel uncomfortable because if you're like, oh, like, oh, I had an O when I'm saying orgasm. It's just like kind of like, okay, yeah. like, where are we? Can we like meet? You know, so that's why that's how I read it. Okay. But yeah, but I hear you. But I want you to answer that question. So, oh God, orgasming. So I like, I'll just tell my own personal experience. I had a partner who really opened my eyes up to like coming as a female during sex, like on my own, like all the things. And I'm very grateful for him and um, have a lot of love for that partner. And when I ended the relationship, I was like, okay, you know what? Like that was an incredible sexual experience i don't want to go back to having like casual sex not like i was sleeping around but like casual sex was very much more like of a thing for me and i was like this is right when i started beware too so i was like i don't want to go out i don't want to see you know i'm i want by the way that's exactly how i feel right now by the way 
Really? Yeah, I know. That's what I resonated with when you were talking Mm -hmm. to me on Saturday. I was like, yeah, Yeah. she's going through that phase. Um, Mm -hmm. My sister, I believe, is like kind of stepping into that phase too. We all kind of go through it. It's like you you have your high school phase and then you have your college phase and then you have like your early 20s phase where it's like, I just want to like step into my own sexuality and my womanness and like feel hot and feel sexy and feel wanted. And then you kind of do that and you're like, all right, well, you know what? Now I'm realizing I'm a sexual person. I realize I really appreciate good sexual experiences and not all of them are going to be good sexual experiences. So then you start to be a little bit more particular. Um, So with, after that relationship, I was like, okay, well, I don't want to not come anymore, you know? And so I went and bought a vibrator for myself and I, it was weird and clunky and I was like, what am I doing? And then I was like, this is the greatest invention I've ever <laughs> seen in my entire life. And, and then I turned it on and then, and I, then I turned it on, the you know, the greatest invention that's ever been made. Yeah. But even turning it on, like the first few times I'm like, oh, this is weird. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I don't know the sensation. Like I still, and this is, might be too much TMI, but I can't make myself come with my fingers like on my own. And I know so many women that can do that. So yeah. it's all about finding what you like and if you have a weird way of orgasming that's fine like do it little iterations of that you know what i mean and so like even in sex like i i'm so grateful to my partner right now who is just another level but i think if you have like a love for a vibrator say that and say you are not able to orgasm during sex and you're like this is the only way that i can do that why not invite a vibrator in sex you know what i mean like that's not that doesn't have to not be a thing because (laughs) because a lot of men like don't know what that means like a vibrator during Mm -hmm, sex like it hasn't doesn't do anything they get intimidated they get intimidated intimidated. exactly am i not enough yeah am i not enough and so you're like, really make it about, about you again, man. Exactly. So this question to me it's is so you. much of like self-love and self-respect and like yeah, finding period. you and being okay with like, if that's the one way that does it for you, fuck yeah. Let's like tap into that and see how that can translate into sex with partners, sex by yourself, with toy, you know, like just kind of start. That's like the best part. I'm, I'm so glad this person is orgasming. You know what I mean? Because there are mm-hmm. people who have never orgasmed, but she's orgasming. I'm saying like, use that as the seed, as the bud to start to play with other things that are different iterations of that. And then it will open you up to many things. And I would say, share that with your partner, because if your partner, like if they're a sexual person, they're down, like they're going to find ways to make it exciting for you and to invite that in and like, say like, okay, if that's the only way, let's see how we can incorporate this into our sex ourselves. So um, yeah, I think it's a great starting point for sure. And I don't think I, I wouldn't say like, because this is the only thing to make that your narrative and like run away from it. Like, I would just say like lean into that being your only thing and see where the play can like lead you. Does that makes sense. Fucking Love good it. Advice. I know. Christ. I'm so glad we're doing this. Q&A. I literally call two. her a sex fairy. Do you know that? <laughs> no, but Sarah's I love that. You should make, you should make, um, merch and t-shirts. Yeah. Merch. Wow. Sex fairy. we do asmr on here from time to time how to not get in your head during or before sex mm. oh this is such a good one that's um, the best way to also learn how to orgasm in sex is to learn how to get present and not be in your head yeah because sometimes by the way that that happens when like it's happened to me and I've had conversations with men that it's happened to yeah, where like sometimes really first of all ladies we have um lots of cycles going on and, and different phases in our cycles mm-hmm. again something that we're not fucking mm-hmm. taught 
and our hormones are doing a lot of different things and at specific times in our cycles yes. it's very very difficult for us to come yep. and foreplay is great and get you might wet, be, wet you might be yep. yeah and you yep. might be dripping wet but you're not able to come yep. and I know that it used to happen to me a lot when I wasn't like tracking my phases because like now I know mm-hmm. like I think I said this to Meadow maybe when like I said it to you recently where I was like yeah, yeah I knew that I was having one of those days where like I just couldn't and I knew exactly what phase of my cycle I was in I think it's your luteal phase I could be 100% wrong but it's I think it's your luteal phase anyway that has put me in my head before when I'm like they're doing everything right like they're going down on me well like it's why am I not Mm-hmm. and then you mm-hmm. get in your head about it and then that's like what you're thinking about and then you're like fuck like are they gonna think they're not good but like they are being good and then that's when communication yep. comes into it so that like, my yeah. response to this would be feeling like you have an open line of clear communication and I do not think that open communication like needs to only be for the person that's your partner or the person that's like your situationship or whatever like it can be for a one-night stand especially if it's a one-night stand you're never gonna you might not ever fucking see this person again so you might as well tell them what you want and you might as well be super totally, open and yeah. honest my response to this question is twofold. There's two two things when I always think about getting into your head with sex. It's first and foremost, um, well, no, the, the first, of, there's no, it could be first and foremost for either of them. Um, go body, like go full body. I always find that when I or my partner is like in the head too much, the best thing you can do is like really focus on the sensation, like just focus on what's happening and the physicality of it and what like even just the simplest of a touch, like mm-hmm. indulge in that. So that's my like my number one, I guess, would be like is just to feel the thing. If you are laying there, you're so backed in psychological research because mindfulness and meditation is like the number one way to get present and out of a flow and happiness and whatever. And when, what do you do at the beginning of every meditation? You feel into your senses. You feel yourself sit in the chair. You listen to your surroundings. You take deep breaths. You close your eyes. It's literally every, yeah. It's mindful. You're a fucking genius. Yeah. And it's, it's part of like, if you really want to get into mindfulness and sex, look up like tantric sex tantra and things like that (gasps) we should do an episode on that yeah i know i i want to get more into it because i i don't know much about it i know let's all take a class and then come back and and talk about it i'm so that's it's such a great thing for like not only your sexual um experience in terms of physicality but an emotional one too spiritual i mean all the things but i i would say like if you are feeling in your head and i've done this with partners i'm like just focus on my touch and that's it that's all i want you to do and it usually always works because they're constantly thinking oh, i'm like i don't know like i've been going for so long i might not be getting hard or i'm not coming or i'm not pleasuring her you know whatever i'm like let's just like take a step back and let's just focus on this present moment if you can if like gabby like you're saying you're laying there and you're like it's not like, like not doing it for me and i'm just like i want to come but it's like not happening and you are trying to go body and it's just not working that's when communication is so important. You just gotta be like, yo, you're hot, or I love you, or I fuck with you, or thanks so much for doing this, but it's just not happening for me right now. And like, let's either, like, let's take a break, come back to it, or let's just like do something else, or, you know, just be communicative Coming and like explain. It doesn't have to like, be the goal, too. Exactly. Coming, like, it doesn't. Yeah. yeah. Let ahead. me just, I was just gonna say that is something that, like, as women, I feel like we, I've been taught so much that like, oh, you're realistically not going to come during sex or like mm-hmm. at least mm-hmm. just from penetration. Like if we're talking about because I want everyone to be really clear, like we're, we're talking about straight sex primarily mm-hmm. yeah. right now. Yeah. Um, and 
yeah i feel like it just as women we're like we're that in, that narrative is like imprinted in our brains and that for guys i remember i used to always say this all i was super guilty of saying this where i'd be like they're gonna come anyway so like focus on what you want type of thing because like mm. they're they're gonna and then it wasn't until a recent partner that i had that their focus and i've never seen this from a man was really just not on unco- like we would have sex for hours and sometimes they wouldn't come at all and like the first time that that happened i felt weird about it i was like fuck like are they what, what's going on and then i was like oh shit they just like to take their time they like the experience we would literally like stop having sex and like have a full-blown conversation or like eat a fucking snack or like whatever and then like come back to having it's sex marathon, and then it would baby. be this like it'd be this like three hour amazing yeah. thing that like is sprawled out over time because the focus wasn't coming the focus was living like in pleasure that pleasure and together pleasure. And, yeah yeah mm-hmm. and that's okay that's not shameful that's beautiful that's like what we're here to do yep <sighs> exactly exactly and so yeah i just get as present as present as possible it's like the best thing you can do um okay have you ever faked an orgasm oh no i don't like one enough to do that <laughs> I'm sorry. If you're not making me come, I want you to know you're not making me come. There is no man on earth. Okay, that but wait, I have wait, 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 though. That's I my concur. best friend, ladies and gentlemen. I concur. But yes or yes, has there not been a moment with maybe someone you love or like someone you just like you care for and you're just like you want it to be over? Because this leads me into another question that I have about pity fucking where the times look as I've gotten older, the less and less that I'm likely to fucking fake an orgasm. OK, but there have 10 out of 10 been times where I just wanted to be fucking over and I'm over it. And this motherfucker is so concentrated on like making me come with Gabby, just his just dick. Say, I just want it to be over. You're right. <laughs> well, I'm so sorry. Here's the thing. I'm I'm like I'm both sides. I have fully been Gabby in the past, but I am fully Sarah now. So No, I, now I I'm sides. not going now I'm not going to. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm also not gonna pity fuck anyone now. Right. Because we've also had this conversation that But in the past, yeah, yeah for sure. I have pity Who fucked hasn't someone, pity someone and faked an orgasm. Absolutely. Yeah. Both no, my I fingers think I'm, would I'm be like... down and never have I ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think for me, I mean, it's like if I'm going to do this, like orgasming to me is like so like it's 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 a spiritual thing. Like I can't yeah. I, I don't want to I don't want to give you that satisfaction that you did that to me. Pity fucking is another whole thing in itself. And I think that to me in so many ways. Um, and again, we're talking about straight sex, but like in my experience, at the very least, has been hand in hand with like um sometimes could be fear sometimes just wanting it to be over just like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like giving into the masculinity of men and their forcefulness like the coercion and like, of oh, it. Yep. exactly so yeah. but when i'm in there you're not getting that from me like if i'm not feeling it you are gonna know that i'm not feeling it and most of them like if you are not making me come you're probably not even gonna ask me if i came or care yeah you know what i mean so i i just yeah i don't know i, I don't not for me not, not for me thanks <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, the concept of pity fucking like when i used to think about it back in the day it would make me laugh and the more i think about it now the more it makes me sad Sad. because it really it stems from at least from i'll speak from my personal experience it's it's stemmed from coercion of me feeling like you know what's gonna happen like i guess i'll just you know they keep asking or they keep touching me when i tell them not to or like Mm -hmm. you know whatever i guess i guess i guess and i I guess it's like the fucking only thing that's coming into my brain i'm sorry to interrupt you but 
my whole thing with pity fucking is is that and could that not be just us in some way saying that's a form of being taken advantage of or just men not like knowing us trying consent to or saying no reframe being taken advantage of maybe yeah and that's a, like a big like- thing for me well, there have I, yeah i feel like i can very easily name situations that yes that's been the case but also yes it hasn't right yes, i'm with meadow 100 right. i'm not gonna say I think that it, all I the think times it's not all the time is, but i think yeah. yeah yes sometimes that goes hand in hand and i think i've had both experiences and guess what? i agree both of those like, times say... they've been with boyfriends i want to talk about boyfriends uh, can also take advantage of you if that's not abundantly yeah. clear to everyone listening yeah okay. not my current ones oh my god not my current ones like I'm dating multiple people. <laughs> Aaron, spoiler alert. No. Just, okay. Keep going, Sarah. Sorry. No, totally. No, what I was just gonna say is like I completely agree with you. And I think just um like I I've I've done both, right? Like and I think you're mm-hmm. right. Like even with partners, you're like, okay, like, you know, whatever, and you don't really want to, but I think it should be more of a concept of like to me, the lesson to be learned here, especially with like women saying, you know, I'm, I'm pity fucking is men just learn that she's not down in that moment or you're not going to get you know it's, it's it's the same kind of it's like a minor version of the same concept to me in some way so um i just want like any individual men male or female that has coerced someone to to do something for them like just kind of sit on that think about that that that's kind of could be a version of those things um and mm-hmm. even if it's in its mildest form even if no one feels that they were taken advantage of even if everyone has given consent just about like understand that a little bit i think mm-hmm. just to think about something to think about um i have so much to say but i'm like i just i could literally talk to sarah for seven hours like i have yeah, so much I, to say about that <laughs> no I, I this entire episode just gave us like we sarah you're gonna have to come back like seven more times it's already been an hour and a half and we have i have so much more to say it's not even funny i know um okay let's do one more yeah um, okay, somebody wrote in. I got herpes from a random hookup, and now I don't Ooh. know how to go back into dating. Oh. Yeah. One in six people, baby. One in six people. If um, you don't have it, you're a narc. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just trying to normalize. I'm just out here trying to normalize sex and mental health. I literally have a video of my doctor being like, if yes, you don't have herpes, you're a fucking video. loser. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I fucking, I love you. Like, yeah. and he's gay and he's great. Um, I love okay, that video. So if I you, video. random, the dating, random dude, gave you herpes, get back into dating. I, I know this is quite a bit of a theme, but like communication and also take it at your own pace. Mm-hmm. Just take it at your own pace. Like your life is not over. I think that's a big, big misconception when mm-hmm. someone gets herpes. It's like, my life is over. I can't have sex anymore. No one's going to want to fuck me. I can't even have casual sex anymore. And I think that's that's kind of the slippery slope is is casual sex because I feel like with someone that you are maybe involved in or want to be involved in, you care about them, it could be argued that that could be an easier conversation, Right. Like, hey, I know, I care about you. I, I hope you care about me too. This is what I got going on. There you go. With casual sex, it's like, do I tell this person that I like don't really even know or like if I'm going to even see them again or, you know, whatever. And um, Oh my I think- God, I've gotten into like moral debates with friends over that topic before. Totally. I mean, you and I like have gotten different into fr- yeah. like yeah. debates about it too. And I think like, um, 
it's fun it's fun to figure out people everyone has their own levels of comfortability with that as you're obviously right and there's like new at your own pace go at your own pace and again like i'm never gonna like tell anyone like don't share that piece of information because it, it actually is illegal if if you were to give herpes to someone and you didn't tell them they could sue you that's a that's a very real thing shut so, up i didn't know that yeah it's you can't you're not allowed to do that so it's very well, much like be that's a also a thing to too. Throw into their next debates exactly it's like that's yeah. that's also a thing but also you know they you could argue like okay well it's their decision if they want to wrap up or not or be protected right. when they're you know doing something and so if you willingly like had unprotected sex, that could be an argument. But if you were protected, is that you were putting them at risk? You know what I mean? So there's so many debates with it, but I think, you know, just take it at your own pace, whatever you're comfortable with. And again, sometimes I think of like herpes, even like I was speaking um, to someone close to me who got diagnosed with HIV. And I was like, maybe this is something where it's like the universe telling you take a step back and really be, um, intentional with the partners that you choose to to invite into your bed and I know that's a hard thing especially people who love casual sex and don't see any problem with it um, but it's something you know it's it can be very like through the process be turned into an empowering thing um, mm-hmm. and something that like makes you learn a lot about yourself and what you actually want in the bedroom um, to then kind of further along your sex journey um, as we kind of talked about um, now. And so it's it's a hard thing. It's a really hard thing. I'm not going to say it's easy, but you kind of have to figure that out for yourself. And what does that look Wait, like for you? So This is such a good transition because one of the things I wanted to ask you as we wrap up is I think you and I, when we hear advice like that, may be like a little bit, feel like a little bit more comforted and supported in hearing that than p- other people that are like, well, where the fuck do I even begin? To- I think you... I think you mm-hmm. and you have you and I have fantastic resources. That's what I'm trying to say. Right. I think you and I are well aware of fantastic resources. What are some of your favorite places that you would send people to? If someone, if so, like one of these anything people that wrote in sex. a question, Literally anything to anything. do with like sexual education, empowerment, wellness. What are what, so true? Oh my god, guys! Resources you love. guys, what guys? What? I don't think people. No, I'm saying guys to the listeners. Like you don't realize that we have like two fucking resource queens on right now. We have yeah. Meadow. <laughs> Who's like our in-house fucking resident resource queen. All things mental health, literally everything. Then we have Sarah, who's fucking resource queen for sex. And then we have me, who just copy and paste them. So, <laughs> um, no, go you know, off, Sarah. Example, you're the logistics ones that like we can find the resources and then you make sure everything works and everything happens. Totally. Sure. And I, my, Sarah, dream, my dream is to be like, be aware, has that community. We're not yeah. there right now. But like that's that's the goal. Um, but honestly, fucking hit me up. You know what I mean? Like I can like direct you. It's like, there's so many different, cause there's like herpes support groups and communities. There's HIV support groups and communities. There's like poly support groups. And there's no, and this is, I think the big misconception is like, oh, there's like one space that yeah. there's like, this is where I'm going to get all my sex ed, which is my dream to create. And then you have like, you know, your, your little sub buckets in there. But there's not that. So I think there's you have not. to be really specific about like, what are, what am I trying to get help with? And like, my again, my biggest thing is like, I say this with beware too, is like, if someone had just been like, let's talk about it, or I, mm-hmm. I've been through a lot of things, or again, like, I, I, I give the older sibling um, analogy, because it's like, anyone kind of older than you and willing to talk about it, they've gone through many things, you know, I'm 27 year old, years old, Meadow, you're 28, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, we we have life experiences, like, and I'm, 
both of us and Gabby, I'm sure, like we're ready. Our DMs are open to talk mm-hmm. about that. And if it's something that I can't handle, I will definitely lead you to the space yes. that will ha- be able to kind handle of it. take you in or handle it or give you resources or you, maybe you don't even want to talk to anyone. Maybe you just want to learn. That's a whole thing as well. Um, but it, it's hard to say that there's like one space. And I think that's been hard to and. Um, even with places like Planned Parenthood and things like that. Um, oh my it's, gosh, it's different quite branches but like, have vastly different experiences, man. I would yeah, go to them in like San so Francisco true. and Oakland. That would be like, ones would be great and then others would be horrible and like different versions in San Diego too. Like, man, I've gotten, I've gotten the best, most validating life advice at Planned Parenthood and I have been totally accosted at Planned Parenthood. Yes, that is frankly. so real. You mm. know, so mm-hmm. yeah. But I love them. They're a fantastic resource nationwide. Like, oh, my God, support them more than anything, for sure. Just yeah. And my other is of nurses. My other piece of advice is like, I know it's hard because doctors can be hard, but like really go out of your way to find a doctor, yes. a gynecologist that you fuck with. And Gabby, I know oh you went God. through this journey, too, um, recently. But like, if you can't like call that person and be like, yo, I need more meds or I'm having this weird rash happening. Can you, and like, they have a safe space for you. You don't realize how important that is. Even if you have nothing going on, if you just have need your yearly pap smear, like do that due diligence because when mm-hmm. God forbid, if something happens or, you know, it, and it, again, it happens to one in six people, one in four people, like mm-hmm. one in 20, you know, there's so many different versions of these things that we can go through. You want to have someone on your side who is a medical professional that you trust and you fuck with and you know hold space for you. Um, because I know it's a hard thing, but if you can prioritize that, it, it'll save you in those experiences. Oh my God, Guys, Sarah, finding... I'm going to go get a pap smear. I haven't gone one since the fucking pandemic. This, you just made me realize that. Yeah, you go, need to go, go get one. I got to go my... get a fucking pap smear. Shit. Guys, my gynecologist in LA, I've, I have gone through a I fucking journey. You guys know I've gone yeah. through a journey with gynecologists. Yeah. And I finally found one that I'm like fucking in love with. She's absolutely incredible. Her name oh is Doctor Emercy in LA. Send me her name. She specializes in PCOS, and she's just fucking unbelievable. And literally, the first time I ever went in for a pap with her, she like was she's talking funny. to me and whatever. No, she literally finishes, and I she's like, okay, like whatever. This is what and I was like, what? You're done? And she looks at me. She goes, sweetie. I pride myself on giving the quickest pap smears in LA. And I was like, oh, yes, <laughs> yes That's incredible. She was also, like, yes, bitch. Wait, she said something else that was so funny to you one time. When she oh, oh because, because, yeah. because, um, so I was on birth control for eight years and I got off it in September of 2020. And that was part of my journey with gynecologists it was like no gynecologist supported me going off birth control, especially with PCOS. And she was the only, I was already off birth control when I met her, but I she's been the only one to support me staying off it and introducing holistic practices and just making sure that I'm being safe. But like, of course, every time I go to see her, she's like, um, condoms, like, yes, condoms. And I'm like, yes, condoms. (laughs) And I went to go see her (laughs) like months ago and Meadow got such a fucking kick out of the story. Cause I was like talking to her. She's like, so are you still off birth control? And I was like, yeah. And she goes, um, listen, I just got back from Italy on Thursday. This was a Tuesday. She goes, I just got back from Italy and um, I've delivered 13 babies. So condoms. And I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, no, 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 for sure. Like for sure, Dr. Mercy, like I got you. I need condoms. And then like I take a B and I look at her and I'm like, but I 100% need an STD test. And she was like, <laughs> She gave me this face of like, are you fucking kidding? And I was like, but condoms. Like, amazing. <laughs> fucking love her. She's amazing. Yeah, Sarah, go see her. Yeah, yeah no, I will. I, I, like, I need to take a San Diego one. If anyone knows of a San Diego, Diego I'm trying to think. I'm trying to like 
I mean, honestly, I don't. Well, that's uh, complicated. Never mind. We don't have to. Unpack Guys, it. Sarah, this is the best. Thanks for coming. <laughs> yeah thanks for having me i feel like we could have gone on for so long and like that I, means you i wanted to ask. ask you guys questions about things too but um oh my god shut up last, come on our like, podcast and interview us interrogate us. that would be so fun i know that's like I meadow and to. i like that's literally like the fucking narcissist that like anyone who <laughs> has a podcast i'm sorry anybody yes, who has a podcast we'll talk more <laughs> Dude, Whit- Meadow, fucking Whitney Cummings said this on her podcast. I was listening to her podcast the other day. I think Ricky Velez was on. Uh. I was like a comedian that I fuck with. And he, she was like, she was like, yeah, like, can't you tell I'm like a fucking narcissist? Like, she's literally interviewing herself while talking to this motherfucker, like fully. And I'm like, yeah, that's the story of my life. Like, I, let me just bring it back to me. So anyone who lives on any sort of platform, like a podcast or a YouTube or any social media, like we all have a little bit of a fucking narcissist in us. And like, so please come back and talk to me and Meadow so we can talk about ourselves. Oh I love God. it. I love it so much. This was so fun, and like honestly, made me just miss you guys. And I just want to see you guys again. I know so. you're coming. What you're gonna be here in like four days? Saturday. Yeah, I'll be there Saturday, Woo! like late. So we'll. Oh my God. Well, we'll do something, something before. And you Michael leave, was like, "I really want to see Aaron. Is Aaron available?" Yay! And I was like, "Yeah." Oh. I hope so. I'm so excited. Well, that's why I was like really pushing for you guys to hang out with us on the weekend. I think we're going to do Because, you know, Sun- weekdays Sunday, are always harder for him. That's why I was pushing Sunday, you guys. Sunday, we have a night thing, which I know is better for Aaron anyway, because, like, not to be late nice. at night. Um, yeah. But, yeah, like, let's do a day thing. Let's oh, just plan cute. for a day thing okay. on Sunday. Like, just come over. Thanks bring Mahal. Yeah. Mahal was so good, she's, by the way. Well, like, I oh, she's finally she's shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> Where is she? Oh, Mahal. Maybe. Also, I feel like while we were talking, guys, I was like, I feel like oh, wait, I'm going to stop recording. I'm going to stop recording. I'm going to stop recording. Okay.